0: Welcome to the City Edge Church podcast. For more information, please visit our website at cityedgechurch.org.au. We hope that you enjoy this message. We're going to be continuing our series uh, called Crossing Jordan. And uh, Crossing Jordan... Uh, has been all about the story in the book of Joshua in the Old Testament uh, when the, the people of Israel, God called them to cross over the Jordan River and possess the promised land. How many of you know that God has promises for us? Yeah. Yeah. He's got promises for your life, for my life. He has promises for our church. He wants us to go and move into those promises. But every single one of us has a Jordan River in our life, don't we? Yeah. We've got Jordan Rivers in front of us. Some of those Jordan Rivers, you can fill in the blank on what that could look like and what step of faith that's going to mean in your life, in my life, in being able to cross into the promises that God has for us. And you know, I love the fact that, you know, whatever we are doing, we can draw from, from the victories that God has done in our past. How many know that God has moved in victories in our past? That means that God is going to move in victories in our future. Amen? Right. And my whole message is around this today. You know, and I love the fact that six months ago, I started doing uh, CrossFit, okay? Yeah. And uh, there's a bunch of guys in the church that have been doing it as well. It's been a lot of fun. And, uh, and we've been on over uh, Dave Stokes, a great guy in the life of the church. We've been going over into his backyard and doing these great workouts now, the thing is, is that uh, these workouts, they can push you to your limits sometimes. I mean, there's all sorts of kettlebell swings, there's more push-ups than you can count, uh, you know, there's, there's weights, weightlifting, uh, burpees, who's ever done a burpee? Oh man, burpees, if you want to know or wake up in the morning, do 10 burpees and you'll be wondering where air has gone. Like you're searching for it for your lungs. It's crazy. Burpees are not nice. They are not friendly. Anytime we go around and the workout includes burpees, everyone's like, oh man, seriously? Why did you add burpees again? Yeah. But, you know, it, it's amazing that over a period of time, what we've found with, with all the guys together that, that we, we have grown and we've taken steps, we've had victories along the way that have encouraged us into future victories. There's something in fitness called the PR. Who's heard of the PR? Personal record. And, uh, and when you get a PR or personal best or personal record, uh, what happens is, is that you can draw from that memory. That, you know, last week, I did it in this time. I ran this distance. I did this many burpees uh, every minute on the minute. I made it through. It was incredible. I did that then, so therefore, this week, I know I can do this workout. I know I can do what's in front of me today. And, uh, And I believe that God wants us to be able to draw from the PRs in our life. The personal records. The PRs that God has done miraculously in our lives. And you know, today, these rocks have a meaning. These stones, they have a meaning. And there's a, there's a passage of Scripture we're going to go through in Joshua 4 that talks about the memorial stones, memorial stones. And, uh, and these stones that were taken out of the Jordan River, out of the place of where the miracle took place, were carried into the promised land to create an altar to God's goodness. And altar to God as a memorial to the miracle that God had done. And you know, I want to share this scripture now and just go through it, and we're going to talk about what these memorial stones mean. So it says in Joshua 4 1 to 7, when all the people had crossed the Jordan, the Lord said to Joshua, Now choose 12 men, one from each tribe. Tell them, take 12 stones from the very place where the priests are standing in the middle of the Jordan. Carry them out and pile them up at the place where you will camp tonight. So Joshua called together the 12 men, and had, they had chosen one from each of the tribes of Israel. He told them, go into the middle of the Jordan, in the front of the ark of the Lord, your God. Each of you must pick up one stone, carry it out on your shoulder... 12 stones in all, one for each of the 12 tribes of Israel. We will use these stones to build a memorial. In the future, your children will ask you, what do these stones mean? Then you can tell them, they remind us that the Jordan River stopped flowing when the ark of the Lord's covenant went across. These stones will stand as a memorial among the people of Israel forever. Now I love, I want to preach about this whole passage today because I believe there's two keys I want to share today about how we build a memorial to God's victories in our lives, how we can build memorial stones in our lives to all the great things that God has done. And you know, my first key today is we need to choose your memories. Choose your memories. How many of you know we all got different memories because we've all got a story in our lives. And we need to be able to choose where we draw our memories from. So if you allow yourself, you can create memorial memorial stones to all the disappointments in your life, can't you? You can create those memorial stones. Imagine if the Jordan River was here. On one side is the wilderness. On the other side is the promised land. You notice that the memorial stones are in the promised land now. So you you could build a memorial back in the past. You could build a memorial back on disappointment, discouragement, all the things that didn't work out the way that you thought they should. But God doesn't want us focused on what went on back here that didn't go right. God wants us focused on the victories that He's done in our lives because He wants to speak into our future. And we see the picture here that we see that God sends the priests first with the Ark of the Covenant. There's a whole other message in this, okay? Okay is that the presence of God went before the people. The presence of God went first, okay, into the promise. Now they step. Now imagine this. The Jordan River, normally, you know, the Jordan River's at a certain height. They're crossing the Jordan River in flood time. The Bible says it's broken its banks, it's raging, it's rushing more than it ever has before. How many know that sometimes when God wants you to step out and cross your Jordan River in your life, you know at one point like six months ago it was a lot drier than this but now it's rushing and raging and like God you want me to cross it now? Seriously? Okay all right we've got to have faith, we've got to believe God for this miracle and so the priest carry the Ark of the Covenant. Now, for any guests today, you may be wondering, what's the Ark? Now, in the Old Testament, the Ark of the Covenant was where the presence of God dwelt. Okay? And so they took the Ark and they stepped out. And as soon as they stepped into the river, God caused the miracle upstream. With kind of His hand kind of stopped the water. as this invisible dam. It dries up and it sort of dries all out into this amazing dried creek bed, river bed. And therefore, the, the, the priests are standing there holding this up. Now, can you imagine? Now, some, some theologians believe that there could have been a million, two million people here. There's a, we just know there's a lot of people, okay? All right, there's stacks of people in this nation of Israel. And so, so what happens is all, every single one of them have to cross this riverbed. Every one of them. Can you imagine all fitness levels, women, children, families, animals, Everything, you know, this is going to take hours upon hours for the entire uh, nation of Israel to cross this Jordan River. Can you imagine the priests holding this ark all day? I mean, I think about stuff like that. When I read the Bible, I'm like, man, that's a long time to hold that ark. That's a long time, you know. So, so they, they wait for everybody to cross over. And so once they cross, God speaks to Joshua and says, okay, I want you to pick one from every tribe, one man from every tribe, goes back into the midst of the miracle, into the midst of what's going on, where the presence of God is. And I want them to choose one of these stones. They can imagine that would have been kind of like this size. One of these rocks, a stone that's big enough that you've got to lift and put on your shoulders. Thank you to all the guys that brought these stones up today. That's your CrossFit session for today. Well done. It's great. Here's here's a blessing for you. You can take them down after the service is finished. So we we see here that these 12 men have got to go into the midst, the middle of the miracle to pick out these stones. Now those stones aren't going back into the wilderness. They're not going back into the past. They're carried into the future. They're carried into the promised land. God is saying, I want you to create a memorial that will remind you of the miracle today, that will remind you of what is taking place today, that the Jordan River dried up and the whole nation could cross over. I want this to be a memorial to my glory, to my power that helped you in the moment you needed it most. See, for every one of us, we need to understand that God wants to do miracles in our lives. He wants to create memories in your life, in my life. God wants to move in a powerful way in your life. And one thing about these stones, oftentimes in the Bible, in the Old Testament, stones represented memories. They represented memories. And we can see there were different uh, characters in the Bible, such as Abraham, when he looked out and God showed him the promised land 430 years before, he built an altar of stones to God to glorify him for that vision he showed him. When we see Noah get off the ark and all the waters reside and there he's there, he builds an altar of stones to glorify that moment, that place when God did a miracle and he pre- preserved the human race in that moment. We see so many times, we see Gideon building an altar to the Lord. Gideon and a whole other story there of, of how there was an altar that was built to, a, to a, a, a foreign God, an altar that was built there. The first thing he had to do was remove that altar and build an altar to the Lord. And we see this picture that God loves the fact that we can build monuments, memorial stones in glory to His power, in glory to what He's doing in our lives. See, there's a memorial stone in, in every person here today on the day you got saved. The day you gave your life to Jesus, maybe for some today, that could have been weeks ago. That could have been last week. Maybe for others, it was 40 years ago. It doesn't matter when it was. All we need to know is it's the the greatest moment that can ever happen in our lives when we open our heart and accept Jesus into our lives. Now you may be here today and you've come with a friend or you're a guest here today and you're just checking Christianity out. You're checking church out. We want to let you know that the best decision anyone could ever make is to say yes to Jesus Christ. If you want God to move in your life, the first thing and the first Jordan that you need to cross is to say, Lord, I want you to come into my life. I want to start a journey, start a relationship with you. That's the first stone that gets built in memorial to God in your life. And so I love the fact that there could be anything. Maybe it was when God healed you, when he healed your body, when he did a miracle, maybe he healed your back. Maybe He healed you from something that there was pain in your body. But God did a miracle in your life. Maybe you did a miracle in your family and you restored a situation in your family. Something that was estranged. Something that was broken. But by the grace of God, God has done a miracle. And it is a memorial stone. It is a stone to God's glory that's been built in your life that God wants you to remember. Maybe today it could be financially in your life. Maybe you're you're currently running a business today that's striving and flourishing, but one day no one thought it would ever succeed. No one thought it was ever a good idea and it would ever succeed. But you're living in the promise right now. You're living in a moment right now where back then you thought, could this ever work? You took a leap of faith and now you're living in that promise. It's a memorial stone. You know, maybe today... You know, you could be holding a baby in your arms where you never thought you would have a child. You never thought that you could actually conceive as a couple and have a child. But today, maybe that baby's in your arms today. Maybe your, your kids are now in kids' church. That is a part of Kate and I's testimony. We couldn't have children for three and a half years. We were married for seven years before we could get pregnant. It was a, it was a long journey in our lives. But I tell you today, I've got three children, but we have three children in kids' church today because of the power of God, the miraculous power of God to say, I will answer you and I will bring a victory into your life. See, it doesn't matter what the victory was, that victory is meant to be a memorial to your future, a memorial to remind every one of us today, if God did a miracle then, he's going to do a miracle tomorrow. He's going to do a miracle into our future. And something that we need to understand is what are we empowering with our memories? What are we empowering with our memories? Are we empowering the memorial stones under the victories that God has done? Or are we allowing our mind to go back into the wilderness, go back into the past, And are we empowering an altar that's back there to a memorial of a past negativity, of a brokenness, of a broken dream, of a hurt in your life, whatever it may be? God is looking to us today and saying, hey, what are you empowering with your memories? What are you allowing your mind, your heart, your soul to feed off? Because to enter the promised land, to go forward into the promise, we've got to be able to know that we're building and we're standing on a rock of the greatness of God of His power, of victory in our lives. Because to cross the Jordan, you've got to be living in victory. Yeah. You've got to be knowing that we're crossing over. Because they weren't crossing over to maybe see if the promised land could be taken. They were crossing over knowing that it was about to be given to them. Yeah. That it wasn't, there, was no, there was no heart inside of them that said, oh, no, this maybe might not happen. We'll have to kind of put the towel between our legs and... Paddle back over the Jordan River again. No, no, they were there to call it home. And I I really believe today that our spirit and our mind, our thought needs to call home the promises of God. Live in that space of victory. Empower the right memories in our lives. And it's always a choice. We can choose what memories we focus on, can't we? See, anyone can. I can. I can go back to my past because I've got disappointments in my past. I've got things that didn't go the way they should have or I thought they should have. But I'm so grateful for the journey that I've been on throughout these years. I'm so grateful for where I am today because i got plenty of these memorial stones. And I make a choice daily in my life to say, Lord, I'm allowing my mind to remember that. I'm not going to remember those things that could create negativity in my thinking, create fear in my life. Now, I want to live in faith. I want to live in victory. You know, I love the fact that six years ago, the 19th of August, 2012, was the first day that we moved into this building. And I remember years before, I was the associate pastor of this church. Years before, we looked at this building. There was an opportunity that was there. There was a 40 years before moment in the wilderness, scouting out the land. And at that moment, we weren't in a position to be able to do it. At that moment, I remember being there and a part of the team and pleading, pleading. I was almost on my knees in tears saying, let's do this. Let's do it. Don't miss the opportunity. Don't miss the moment. We've got to do this. We've got to do this. We've got to do this. And I was almost like this kind of, you know, when, when your dog keeps coming up to you and it's like, uh, you know, feed me, you know, I was like, <laughs> this is me. I'm like, I'm like, I'm just, I'm just barking. I can't stop. I'm like, because I could see something in our future. Yeah. And at the time, sadly, the, we weren't all seeing it. And I thought, man, we've got to take this opportunity. Man, we've got to do this. We can't sit back. And this is not a, not a story about me. It's not a story about anyone else who was in that moment at the time. But I felt in that time that we, we, there was an opportunity to move, and we didn't take it. We didn't take it then. And I always had this thing in my heart to say, God, one day, maybe that's a missed opportunity, maybe it'll never come back again. But I love the fact that in 2010, December 2010, Kate and I, when we, when we took on the church, you know, it was only six months later, six months into the peace. I look back now and think, man, thank you for the grace of God. Six months into pastoring a church, we've got to relocate out of the building we'd been in for nearly a decade. And I'm looking around, and I remember inside of me, the Bible out of Psalm 37 says, you know, do not fret. Do not fret. When God has promised something, don't fret. Just trust Him, yeah, right. you know. And I was getting into that fret stage. You know what I mean? Oh, We've got to get a building, got to get a building. All the committee of management members know. I was like ringing up. Hey, man, are you looking for buildings? Are you, look, are you on commercialrealestate.com? Like, are you looking right now? Are we out there? Are we checking things out? And I remember running around. I remember God, you know, probably about two months before decisions needed to be made. He said, stop looking. Stop right now! I'm like, are we on the same page? <laughs> I, we need a building. Like I've got to look. You know me, God. I'm active. I don't sit on my hands. I move. You know that about me. He's like, I know. That's why I'm telling you to stop. I'm like, but God, what? You know, we, we got to move forward. He said, stop. Sometimes God's gonna be like that with me. And, uh, and so I did, just stopped, called it off, told the team, stop looking, It'll, something's going to come, it's going to come, I don't know how, but it's going to come, okay, and everyone's like, okay, all right, so we, we kind of, were in this space where I remember driving past this building, you know, two months later, and I hadn't been looking, and the Holy Spirit awakened inside of me, and, uh, and he said, go and look in that building, look in the window, and i was like, okay. When it looked in the window, it's empty. I'm like, "That's a good sign." <laughs> There's no sign out the front. There's no for lease, no for sale, no nothing. And all these memories came back to me. Oh man, I saw a church here, Lord. Wow. I saw a church here. Oh, wow. cool. Four years ago, I saw a church. Wow. Come on. He said, "Yeah, you did, and it's gonna be one." Wow. Come on. Ring the person who owns it now. So I. Wrestled through, found out who owned the building, rang. In 10 minutes, I'm standing up in an empty mezzanine up there, looking out the window with the owner. And we're just standing there, sitting, looking out the window, chatting away. And for 10 minutes, I cast a vision about the church that I saw. For 10 minutes, here's a man that kind of had a faith in God but wasn't in church or anything like that. And I just cast a vision. I see a church that's going to impact this city, I see a church that's going to help families. It's going to help schools. It's going to help young people's lives. This is already what we do. I see a church that's going to expand into reaching into university students and and impacting lives. I see a transforming, city-changing church in this building. I say, can you see it too? And he looked at me and he's like, I like you. (laughs) We can do this. Let's do it. And from that moment on, it was like, okay, we started to move started to take the steps of faith. We, we, we defabbed the old building that we were in, and, and which was could fit into this auditorium. It was small, okay, and uh, and moved into the, like, it took a, like a 12-month period to go through council. Uh, you know, there was stretches of faith, stre- stretches of promise. I remember we were moving into the building, and uh, it was the first stage of the fit-out, okay? We were fitting out offices and some kind of gammy-looking stage that we were building here, and you know, because youth were going to be in here for the next kind of nine to ten months. And, um, and we kind of, we were in here, and I remember we had already spent about $20,000. I, I don't know why I remember that figure, but we'd spent 20 grand. I mean, know when you're having to spend money, you remember those <laughs> things? You do. And it's like, because you're counting every dollar. That We got enough to finish this? We got enough? Luke 14, we got enough to finish it at the end? You know, and, uh, and so, so we're here, and I get a text from the owner, I get a text, out of nowhere, and we're working away, we're, oh man, I've got my T-boots on, I'm, I'm nailing you know timber together, and, 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 and I get this text, to say, hey, I'm not really happy with some of the things on the lease, I don't think we can do this anymore, and I'm like, are you kidding? <laughs> Come on, seriously, and, and so, so in that moment, I just got the guys, another 10 guys out, I said, why don't you pray, guys, something I've got to sort out right now, I didn't get into the detail, just pray, pray, because we're moving forward here, aren't we? Yeah, yeah, we'll move forward. It's great. So I, so I called the guy who's in another country. I think it was 2 in the morning then. And I rang him and woke him up. And I said, hey, I hear there's an issue. You know, what can we do? You know, can we sort this out? Can we, can, we, can we talk this through? So within 10 minutes, I answered all the worries that he had, all the questions he had. He said, all right, let's keep going. Let's keep moving forward. I'm like, thank you, Jesus. I'm up the phone, Man, because my heart was in my legs. They were down in my ankles. Like, I'm like, God, you you, know, you got to move here. You know how, like Nehemiah, you pray those simple prayers under your breath? God, you've got to move right now. You've got to answer me. You've got to move in this situation. And I'm I'm here. I'm thinking, God, thank you. Thank you. You know, every challenge, every step along the way. Do you know, even before we moved in on the 19th of August, the day before, we still didn't have certification. Because that week... The certifier came in and gave me a list as long as his arm of the rectifications that needed to happen. I'm like, are you kidding me? Why didn't you tell me this two months ago? Like, And here a week, I've I've already, God loves this stuff, hey? He loves it. Because I've already said to the church, we're moving in next Sunday. Next Sunday, we're moving in. And then on Monday, I get this list. I'm like, no. Oh, gosh. So we, we do everything. It's just this mad rush to make it all happen. And, uh, and that Saturday, praise God, he came in. He didn't have to. He came in, we're walking around. He's, he's ticking all the stuff off. I'm praying under my breath, God, oh, we've got to move in tomorrow. <laughs> I don't know how I'm going to get the word out to everyone if we can't, but Lord, we're moving in. I'm, I'm staying in faith, you know? And, uh, and, and I finally get that list, and I, I, he, he hands it to me, goes, There you go, mate, you can move in. Sounds good. Yeah. And I'm like, Oh, thank you, Jesus. I almost hugged the guy, and he's not, he's a really, he's, quite an anal guy and he's like he would have been like this if I hugged him you know and I'm like thanks man I shook his hand you're a legend thank you so much And I remember coming and just sitting on the stage you know and just sitting there going and just praising God and worshiping God in that moment of all the challenges I'm only I've only shared you know two of the things that we had to walk through in that time just to get here in this space and we moved in the next day and celebrated that you know God is good you know what, right now, that's a memorial stone for us as a church. That's a memorial stone to our future, to where we're going, to growth in the future. You know, I believe that God has shown us that we'll have other locations, other city edge churches and other places. I know that He's called that because I I just believe in my spirit that God wants to reproduce what is here. He wants to reproduce that into other places. And I really believe, God, that this memorial stone we can draw on in the future because there'll be other buildings, other things, other places and other things that God's going to take us into in the future. But I tell you what, I'm so excited for the future. Yeah, totally. I'm so excited for where God's taking right. us. You know, I love the fact that he is six years into that the, the journey in this building and, and the, the different fit-outs that have happened, and, but, the, but the people. How many know that City Edge Church is you and I? Yeah. It's us. It's the people. It's not just the building. Thank God that we have a place where we can create a hub to serve the city and impact the city around us. I thank God for it every day, but I thank God for you you, because we together, we're the church. We're the church in the city making an impact and making a difference. Amen. So great. You know, I want to encourage us today. What are the memorial stones that you can begin to remember for your future today and where God's taking you? The second point I want to share today, and I actually want to ask the keys to come in this moment, is this. We need to speak about the victories. I love in Joshua 46 to 7, he speaks to the men that are about to go down and pick up these stones. He says, in the future, your children will ask you, what do these stones mean? Then you can tell them. They remind us that the Jordan River stopped flowing when the ark of the Lord's covenant went across. See, this was a memorial stone to remember, but not only to remember for yourself, but to speak about. See, whatever we give voice to, we give power to. Yeah. Whatever we give voice to, we give power to because our words create our world. Yeah. And when we know that we're giving voice to the victories that God has done, that begins to speak into our future. Yeah. How many know today that every single one of us have a testimony? Yeah. Every one of us have a story of God's goodness, of His miraculous power moving in our lives. We've all got memorial stones in our lives. And what Joshua said to the people, and he told all the people, we're building this monument, this memorial to God's glory and His grace. But in the future, it's going to come a day when you're on a journey and you're walking past this monument and you're walking past all these stones piled up together and your kids are going to say, hey, what are those rocks about? What are those stones about? Well, let me tell you. Let me remind you of the power of the God we serve. Let me remind you of when the, the day when the Jordan River dried up. Let me remind you of Egypt and how God did all these miracles to deliver our people out of Egypt and then help us to take the promised land. Let me tell you a story. Let me tell you about the goodness of God. See, I believe that when God puts a testimony and, 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 and builds a testimony around our lives, that that's something that needs to be shared. Yeah. That's something that needs to be spoken from our lives. See, oftentimes we, we, we will, we'll see the memorial stones, we'll remember the memorial stones in our lives, and we'll be reminded and we'll be encouraged in that moment. But God doesn't want those victories just for us. He wants those victories to be able to be shared to other people around us. So that we could celebrate the praise report. We could celebrate the testimony of what God has done. I love when I'm hearing someone's testimony. I love when I'm sitting back. We had, a, we had a time in one of the men's life groups. I'm sitting there listening for one night where three or four different guys told their testimony. I'm sitting back there. I'm, a, I'm like, man, this is incredible. Look at what God has done in your lives. This is amazing. I mean, it's incredible when you sit back and hear. Somebody else share the story of God's greatness. Yeah. See, I believe, church, that when God has that made, created a testimony, when He's, when He's built a victory in our lives, that we need to celebrate that. I encourage you today, if God does a victory in your life, fill out a praise report. Yeah. Fill out a praise report. Let's celebrate it together. Do you know we, we store up all the praise reports here? And at the end of the year on our, our celebration night, we always pick a, a certain amount of them and we celebrate them from the platform. We celebrate the good things that God has done. We can't go through all of them because there's just too many. How good is that? There's so many miracles that I can only pick the 10 that I believe that God is moving on. It's not like one is better than the other. But I always just pray at the end of the year, Lord, show me. Show me the ones you once celebrated. Show me the ones that when I speak it, it's gonna help someone in the congregation. It's gonna to speak to their lives in their circumstance, in their situation, so that when they hear it, they're gonna say, Well, maybe God, you can do that miracle in my life as well. See, when the when a marriage is restored, a family's restored, a business breaks through. Your your body's healed. Something changes in your life because of the miracle of God. That is a memorial stone to God's goodness. And God wants us to celebrate that today. He wants us to be able to speak about that and share that with those around us. Don't hold it to yourself. Speak about the victory. Do you know what you're doing? you know what you're doing in that moment? The Bible says in Proverbs 28.10, it says, Without prophetic revelation, people cast off restraint. Without prophetic utterance, revelation. See, what builds a prophetic vision, what builds a vision of tomorrow is what we're drawing off from the past in God's victory and saying, God, you did it there. I know that you can do it here. Without a progressive vision, without a prophetic revelation, people can cast off restraint. Now, we want people holding on and saying, God, we're holding to the purpose. We're holding to the vision. See, what are the promises God's leading you into in your life right now? What are those promises? What is He showing you? What is He speaking to your life? What's on the other side of the Jordan River? And how are we picking up those memorial stones? How are we carrying them into the promise and into the future so that we can lay a monument to say, Lord, this is what God has done in my life. See, God wants to do miracles in your future. He wants to move in your life today. And I believe that today we're going to pray in a few moments that there may be people here in this place now, you're in the midst of believing for a miracle. You're in the midst of asking God for a miracle right now. And I believe that God's going to move in your life today. We're going to pray together and we're going to believe God for the miraculous. And I believe in God that out of these things, there's going to be memorial stones to the glory of what God has done. Amen.